from the Lakeside Newsroom of the Henrico Citizen, your hometown news source since 2001. This is the Henrico News Minute with publisher Tom Lapis. Henrico School Board sets a timeline for the return to in-person learning and changes are coming to Virginia Center Commons Mall. We'll have details in today's Henrico News Minute. We made it to the end of the week. It's Friday, February 5th, 2021. It's brought to you today by Henrico County. And now for the news. Well, after a few previous attempts and several delays, we now have an official starting date for the return to in-person learning for those Henrico students who have chosen it. The Henrico School Board yesterday voted 4-1 to one to begin returning those students to school on a staggered basis February 22nd. The board will bring back pre-kindergarten, kindergarten, first and second grade students on that date, while students in grades 3 through 5, as well as those in 6th and 9th, will return March 1st, and then on March 8th, all other secondary students will return. During those first two weeks, however, in-person learning will take place only on Mondays and Tuesdays. That's designed to allow Henrico Schools employees who are receiving COVID-19 vaccinations to get their second doses on those Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays when the vaccination events are planned. During the third and all subsequent weeks, all in-person students will attend school Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. Wednesdays will be a virtual learning day for all students so that schools can be deep cleaned. According to updated numbers provided Thursday to the citizen, about 40.5% of elementary school students are planning to go back in person, while just 34% of those in middle school and just 29% of high school students are planning to do the same. The board's decision was something of a compromise among its five members, two of whom, Tuckahoe's Marcy Shea and Three Chaps' Mickey Ogburn, who wanted to return students beginning February 15th, while the other three, Brooklyn's Christy Kinsella, Fairfield's Roscoe Cooper, and Verina's Alicia Atkins, favored later return dates. Kinsella was the lone dissenting vote. She argued that returning secondary school teachers and employees before they had a chance to receive their second doses and reach maximum efficacy of 95% was unsafe. She cited July comments from Henrico Health Director Danny Avula, who said that teens transmit COVID-19 like adults do. Three of the board members shared their personal COVID stories with Atkins and Ogburn saying that they had contracted the virus themselves while Cooper, a pastor, indicated that he had officiated many funerals for COVID victims and his 75-year-old father had been hospitalized by the virus. Atkins suggested that while returning to school in person would be beneficial for some, it wouldn't provide a magic elixir. She said, quote, the truth is we had students struggling before this pandemic and they were in our buildings. Putting our students in the buildings doesn't resolve some of those challenges, end quote. In advocating for an immediate return to school, Ogburn said, quote, I can't agree to delaying any more. We were virtual all spring. It's been almost a year that our students have been out of school, and we have a contingent of students who will not return this year. We have parents who have expressed, we are ready to go back into the building. We have been ready to go back into the building, and our health committee says it's safe. I can't really find a reason to buck the science, end quote. Officials said there will be no changes to the plans for spring break in early April, but any students who are traveling out of state will be asked to remain in virtual learning mode for seven days after returning if they get tested for COVID or 10 days if they don't. You can read much more of my recap from yesterday's board meeting at HenricoCitizen.com by clicking on News and then Education. 
Shortly before the school board meeting at about 11.30, there was a shooting not far from where the board meets. This happened in the 200 block of Newbridge Circle, just behind the Food Lion Shopping Center that's adjacent to the Newbridge Learning Center, where the school board conducts its meetings. Police had few details about what happened. There was one victim who was transported to a local hospital for treatment. Officers spent the afternoon talking with community members and coming through other evidence. If you know anything or heard anything or saw something of interest, call Henrico Police Detective Say at 501-7323 or Crime Stoppers at 7801000. You can also submit your tips online anonymously at p3tips.com. Well, change is coming to the Virginia Center Commons Mall, and it's coming quickly. The county has already started demolishing the former Macy's building there, and the Sears building is next. Both are being torn down to make way for a new indoor arena and convocation center expected to open sometime in early 2023. But on Tuesday, the Henrico Board of Supervisors will hear a rezoning case for the first planned residential units within the footprint of the mall. That's a request from Stanley Martin Homes, which is seeking to build no more than 75 townhomes on 4.6 acres of vacant land just behind the Virginia Credit Union and Wendy's locations off Brook Road. Last month, the Henrico Planning Commission endorsed the request. The mall site is beginning a transformation, making way for the construction of the arena and ultimately a mixed-use development across other acreage. Entities tied to the Reb Key Company and Shamine Hotels now own virtually all of the remaining acreage at the mall, except for the arena site, which they sold to Henrico County last year. Those groups purchased the J.C. Penney store recently for $3 million. It's expected to close within a few months. Rebke co-founder Rob Hargett told supervisors in October that the company was planning a mixed-use development adjacent to the arena. Last month, he told the Richmond Times-Dispatch that he and his group are planning to submit a rezoning request this month that could seek approval for as many as 400 apartments on the Penny site. U.S. Congresswoman Abigail Spanberger is seeking Valentine's for Vets. It's part of her annual program to collect and distribute Valentine's Day cards for 7th District veterans. You can participate by dropping off or mailing cards to her Henrico County District Office. A contactless bin will be placed outside of the location for those who want to stop by to physically deliver them. The deadline for submissions is Thursday, February 11th. The office is located at 4201 Dominion Boulevard, Suite 110 in Innsbruck. Last year, she received more than 1,900 Valentines to be distributed to seniors. Henrico County's Engage program for seniors also is collecting Valentine's Day cards for seniors, which it hopes to distribute to each of the 8,000 or so seniors in the county's long-term care facilities. State lawmakers this week unanimously shot down legislation that would have required employers to provide hazard pay to essential employees and provide protective equipment in the event of a stay-at-home order. The measure would have required employers to pay one and a half times the regular rate of pay for hours worked during a stay-at-home or shelter-in-place order. Those who failed to comply with it would have been subject to civil penalties of no more than $1,000 per violation. But business owners testified before a House committee that the increase in pay would lead to a cut in jobs. Airline workers also voiced concerns that such a measure would guarantee furlough. During the bill's hearing in the Committee on Appropriations, multiple lawmakers also noted that it would have tremendous potential to derail the budget. The committee voted down the bill 21-0. 
Another bill in the General Assembly has advanced. Senator Joe Morrissey had introduced Senate Bill 1301 that would prohibit solitary confinement in adult and juvenile correctional facilities. The Senate Appropriations and Finance Committee voted 12 to 4 on Wednesday to advance the bill with amendments. The amended bill would allow inmates to be held in solitary confinement for 48 straight hours, but that could be extended to allow for an investigation to be completed. The bill defines solitary confinement as being confined in a cell alone or with one other inmate for more than 20 hours a day as an adult or 17 hours a day as a juvenile. Prior to the amendments, Morrissey said the fiscal impact report determined that the bill would have cost at least $23 million to implement. After consulting with corrections officials, he eliminated the original requirement that some inmates be offered at least three hours of activities intended to promote personal development. The bill now heads to the full Senate. If it's ultimately passed by the General Assembly and signed into law by Governor Ralph Northam, it would take effect July 1st of 2022. Today's Henrico News Minute has been brought to you by Henrico County's COVID-19 Municipal Utility Relief Program. It provides assistance for delinquent bills with consumption from March 1st of last year through December 30th of this year. To learn more, visit henrico.us.